welcome. Glad to have you all here today. My name is Andrew. Um, you should probably see my other half up here, Sarah. She's at the back on host team. Um, she's the one that does the singing. So I must admit, I did find it kind of weird that they asked me to come and talk on singing. Well, and, and in the local church, I was like, I don't know if I'm the right person. I enjoy singing, don't get me wrong. I do love singing. But whether I have a voice for singing is a different story. She has the voice, I just enjoy it. Now, what I am here to do is just talk to you about singing in the local church. Now, if, you're with, if you've got your Bibles with you, uh, if you could just turn to Ephesians 5. We're going to go from verse 5 to 21. Quite a chunk, but we'll get there. But before we get there, I'm just going to pray for us quickly. So yeah, Lord, we just thank you this morning that we can come before you, Lord, that your spirit is working in us this morning, Lord, that it's you who's changing us, who's renewing us, Lord. And yeah, we just ask, won't you come and do a work while I speak, Lord, while as we get into worship again, Lord, won't your spirit come and move? Won't it change? Uh, won't it transform, Lord, and make us more like you, Lord? Won't we be able to uh, worship and sing to you uh, louder, uh, more fervently, and with reverence for who you are uh, once we finish this morning, Lord? Amen. So, if you're there, I'll start reading. So it goes, For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were, you were darkness, but now you are light. Now you are in light. In the now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all, in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but, put a, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery but be filled with the spirits, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for, and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Quite a meaty passage there. Um, but I'm really wanting to take a look at three things in this, um, and it's mainly reflected um, in verses eight, uh, yeah, 18 and 19. And it says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but filled with the spirits, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Now, I've got three points today that I want to address, really. Um, one, one point one would be, it reminds and reveals, sorry, refills. Uh, the second one is unites, and the third is encourage. So, starting with the first one. Now, the reason that we sing here together, songs that we've sang this morning, as in the pre previous weeks, as I'm sure you've heard Phil said, Tom said, and 
granted, I was, I was away in Canada with my wife, so I didn't really get to hear uh, the other guys. But we've spoken about how it reminds us of truth. Um, I have the benefit of having a wife who's a teacher. And if there's one thing I've learned is that repetition changes you. Repetition reminds you. And that, that's what we want to do. When we sing, it reminds us of who we are. So often, we get caught up with what's going on in our lives. I do. <laughs> I must admit, it's quite funny. We can get so caught up in what's going on in the world around us. We get caught up in our circumstances and whatever's going on, whether it be work, home, uh, social media, I guess. I'm not much for that one, but you get caught up in that. And uh, they, I mean, my wife and I, we've had, we've had our trials, I must admit. Uh, one, of the, one of them was getting here. That was a difficult one. Um, but you know what was amazing during that time? Is even though I felt like I really couldn't sing to God, I really, I was like, God, this is taking longer than we wanted it to. Why am I not here with my wife? This shouldn't be so, this, this process just shouldn't take that long. Yet, we look back at Psalms, and even here, you know, it goes, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And so often you see it in Psalms. You get David saying, Awake, my soul. We're called to awake ourselves. We're called to remind ourselves that when we're down, when, we're, when circumstances seem tough, even when they're great, we're called to awaken ourselves because our, our focus isn't on what we see ahead of us. It's on above. And God's got a bigger plan. We have, we have, we have a hope that in one day, there will be no more tears. Everything's going to be wiped away. A new earth is coming. And that's what, we, that's what we do when we sing. We sing about our truth. It reminds us of who we are, that we're children of the living God, that we're a royal priesthood, that we're a sainthood. We're not, we're no more, we're not sinners anymore. We're not people who come who think, oh, no, I'm the, I'm the worst of the worst. No, no, no. You should put that aside. Awake your soul. If you're saved today, you're a child of God. That's who you are. You're, you're a royal priesthood. You're not anything else but that. Yes, you mess up sometimes. I do it many a time. But the reality is, I'm still a child of God. That's my identity. That's who I am. And that's what we do when we sing. It reminds. But not only that, it reveals. You see, I have, granted, I, I must admit, I, I'm, I know I'm talking about my wife a lot, but I do have the privilege of hearing her sing. And I'm sure it works the same for Dave and Karen and her parents. But when I hear Sarah sing, something in her spirit changes. And it should be the same for us. You see, we're all meant to come with spiritual songs, hymns, tongues. There's a reason we have these gifts. It's because it stirs us. It's because it provokes us in our spirit. It brings us, to, it brings us into reverence of God and who he is and why we're here. It encourages you. It tells you who you are. And there's, there's something in that. It reveals the presence of God. When someone comes walking in, they're not a Christian. It reveals the presence of God. There's something that they can see. There's something they will not see. They can physically just know it's there. They see a difference. They see a change because that's who we are. Now, moving on from that, we get to the next point, it, uniting. Now, I must admit, this is what I really felt God speak to me about, is uniting. Um, so often we think, I must yeah, let's go, let's go there. Coming from a society back in SA where I must admit I've 
family orientation in ESA is big. Well, to be honest, most of Africa is about family. Everyone comes together. Everyone joins together. Coming here was a slight change, a slight difference. It definitely opened my eyes. I was like, yes, UK, great. I'm coming over. This is going to be great. Get to make new friends. Get to do all these things, you know. You know, great UK, so on. But the reality is I've probably felt more individual here than I did back there. Uh, why that is, I, I, I still, I'm still grappling with. The re but I think it's just because we get caught up in social media, get caught up in our daily lives. And I must admit, you do get busy. Monday to Friday, you're working. If you're commuting, it's long hours. I get that. I really do. But I feel the enemy's crept in here. And that's what I want to highlight is we're called to be a family. We're called to be united. We're meant to be together. We're meant to be people who come together, who work together, who live together, who are in each other's lives. You know, There's a reason it says here, back there in verse 18 to 19, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always, giving for everything God, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. You know, There's, there's a posture that we should have as the church of God that really does reveal to the world out there what the church of God is all about. It's about uniting. It's about bringing together and making one, uh, making one family. I mean, you only have to go to Revelation where it says uh, every tribe, tongue, and nation will bow down to him and sing out his praise to realize that, actually, wait a minute. It doesn't matter where I'm from. We're meant to be together. We're meant to be a loving community where we're in and out of each other's lives. And I know, yeah, there's lots of us here. And I don't know all of you, and all of you don't know me. Well, some of you don't know me, should I say not all. Um, but the reality is people mix with each other. And that's what we're meant to reveal here. If someone walked in, so if my family from SA came over, would they be able to see that we're a family, that we're united, that we're, in fact, whether we're a royal priesthood, that we're Christians? And that's where I feel like the enemy's crept in over here, is that we so get caught up in individual lives, into social media, into what we're doing, um, that we've forgotten about us. We've forgotten about, wait, uh, let's, how's this is my calendar? Oh, wait, it's not, I've got a free moment. Because all it does is it really, it just takes an hour. It just takes an hour for me to have a drink with Tom. It just takes an hour for me to have a drink with my in-laws, with Phil, you know? And I understand we get tired, we do, but would it be so hard to have us come by and address each other, sing to each thing in the church context? Would it be? I, don't, I honestly don't think so. I really don't. I think just a slight mindset change when we come together. I mean, there's also, then, you know, you have these points where it shows in the world that a true godly community looks like what a true godly community looks like, where we can come together as one tribe and nation and tongue. It truly is a radical statement in a Western world, where society is just focused on, on themselves. It really is. Um, there was a... Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say in that. Um, oh, yeah, that's, sorry, before I move on. Um, there's also something else that it does. 
It reminds us of a society that is, in a society that is very individualistic and about the me, that I'm called to be in a united family that sees each one of you as a brother and sister in Christ. My identity is not actually that I'm South African. Yes, it says it on my passport. It might say that you're British on your passport. But that's not who I am anymore. You know, I'm not a South African. I'm not even African. I'm not even an immigrant. I'm a child of God. That's who I am. And that's what, you're meant, that's what we're meant to see each other as. We're not meant to see each other as, well, you've come over, you, you've taken someone's job who's actually British. That's, that's not how I look at you. I, I don't look at you guys as British. I look at you guys as my family, as my brothers and sisters, as Christians, as followers of Christ. And I think that's important. I think so often we get caught up. I've, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, we get caught up in this. Um, I've got a friend, actually, at work. Um, and he's, it's quite funny, he's so into this way of, I don't know, I, granted, I don't know your class systems as well as I do, I do know South African systems, but he's so caught up into this whole sort of middle class, working class, granted, how it works is beyond me, please don't ask me. But I, I don't look at you guys like that. I don't look at you as someone who's working class, middle class. I don't look at it as white or black. That's not how we're meant to see each other. I've been clothed in robes of righteousness. I'm not being clothed in anything else but God. You know, we're in him. When I look at you guys, I don't see someone else. I see God in you. And I see you in God. And that's how we're meant to see each other. And that leads on to my third point. Is that it encourages and reveals. Now, this is an interesting one. Because uh, when we sing, when we come together, and as I said, my wife sings some songs sometimes, and she's brought some songs before. It really does encourage me. It really does lift my spirit. It does change me. It does do great things. I don't know about you guys. I know that obviously when people bring words, they speak to you. When people bring prophecy, it speaks to you. And that's an encouragement. Because it reminds me of who God is. It tells me, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, you do know what's going on in my life. It do, you, do actually take, you do actually notice. You, you're not a distant God. You're not somewhere far away. But you're actually here. You're, you're here. You're in the midst of it. You're, you're working. You're, you're, you're moving along. And that should encourage you. That's what this does. When we come together and we sing, harm, sing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs... It encourages, it stirs up, it reminds you, yes, God, you're doing a work. You're doing a work not just for me, but for the world out there. You're doing something that's going to reveal who you are today. Your work that you're doing here that encourages us makes us step out in faith. The work that you do there encourages us to move in our workplaces, in our homes, wherever we might be. We're meant to come and be an encouragement, not just here where we can do it, but in our workplaces. And then you've also got the point where it reveals. We have the opportunity when we come together for the Spirit of God to really empower us. Uh, you've got to enjoy the parts where we have the gifts of the Spirit and you have healing, you have prophecy, you have wisdom, you have tongues and all of these things. Um, and it's the same with the songs. You, we're called to bring spiritual songs. We're called to bring hymns. It reveals the presence of God. It really does. Um, <laughs> I think I, I can only think back to 
especially here, it was, it was quite amazing. We had that one moment, like a couple of months ago now, maybe more, where someone broke out in song. And it does happen quite often, I must admit, back in Africa, it, it happens, where we've been there and then someone would break out in song and then all of a sudden, yeah, you, the next one would, continue, would carry on with it. And before you hear it, you have this choir singing. It happened here once, and it truly does get you caught up into the presence of God. It takes your mind off, oh yeah, wait a minute, we're not here to say, oh holy Lord, worthy, no, 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 no. We'll call you to be in reverence, we'll call you to be in, in worship to the living God, the one who we look upon, the one who died for us. I mean, if, if I had to come and say, start singing the words, amazing grace, how sweet the sound we all know what I'm going to go with the next lines, and you all know in your hearts what I'm singing about. And you can't think, you, you, you just stop and you go, yes, Lord, that was me. That, that is who I was. Well, that is, yeah, that is who I was. But it's not who I am anymore because you've done a work. You've changed me. You've renewed me. And that's what it does. In that process, it reveals it to the people who aren't saved, to the people who don't know God. That's what we're meant to be doing. We're meant to not only be united, but we're meant to reveal the presence of God to the people who don't know him. I remember just a couple of weeks ago, we were in Ottawa uh, visiting Holly and Will, my brother and sister-in-law. And we went to the National Gallery in Ottawa. Um, and some great paintings, some not so great paintings. I don't know if you like me, um, but you see some of those paintings that look like a child drew us, but they're hanging up there. That's kind of weird, I know, but that's modernism, I guess, for you. Uh, or postmodernism, however it goes. Um, but we were, as we were walking along, there was a strange noise coming around um, that we heard. And we were like, where is this noise coming from? And you just sort of get this inquisitive thing, okay, what's going on? I really want to know what's going on there. And you, got, and you start looking. And eventually, we had to walk into the center part, um, where there's a nice garden, actually. It's a beautiful garden that I had set up there. And then you had to walk down these stairs. And as we walked down them and we came around the corner, they literally had uh, this beautiful church, stained glass windows, pretty much, I guess, like uh, Canterbury Cathedral or so on. Stained glass windows, beautiful, amazing. And they had just this, this choir. Now, it wasn't literal people. They had speakers with, obviously, different yeah, arrangements, how, however they do that sort of thing with all those. But... There's something that attracted us to that. There's something that caught us up into what, where's this coming from? What's, what's going on here? We want to find out more. And that's what worship does. That's what singing does. When Adrian and the guys sing after this, so when we sing when, during worship time, people outside, now I know they've complained about the noise just next door and so on, but that must mean something. They're hearing it. And people do get inquisitive. People do walk in. That's what worship should do. It should be like a sweet fragrance that you get, this, you get the smell of and you're just like, what is, where's that coming from? Where, what, what is that noise? And that's what it's called to do. That's what our, our singing is meant to do. It's meant to be a unified people, a unified heart, worshiping the one true God where we grow in, in love and praise for one another and for God. And then you'll see people walking in wondering, what is that? What is that noise? What is that uh, sweet melody? And so on. And that's when we're meant to be revealing the, the presence of God in that. So yeah. that's a, So in conclusion, what I will want to say is 
Singing together in the church not only draws us closer to God and to each other, and what sight, and then the, what must what sight must be hated more by the enemy than a church who is truly united, who truly knows who they are in Christ and reveals the glory of Christ. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant to be a church that is united as one, one, one community with each other who reveals the glory of God to a world that so desperately needs it. And then, yeah, reminds us of who we are. Because so often we get caught up in that and the now. We get lost and forget who we are called to be. So why don't we this week just put on the armor of God as we sing? Now, even now, why don't we do that? Why don't we remember that God's given us his armor? Why don't we put, on, put that on as we sing this afternoon? So yeah, let's have hearts that really sing to God and to one another.